Hey, you're listening to Good Vexations, a podcast about little grievances we'd rather air than solve. I'm Pat Brennan. I'm joined by my best bud and master of robots, James Lynch. And today's Good Vexation is One Size Fits All Hats. You know, the ever-present red fucking light and numbers rolling in the background. And it turns out, yeah, we can still have a conversation while we do that. I mean, I'm still pretty consistently distracted by the fact that you can see how much we are interrupting each other or not. Uh, (laughs) This is a different game for you. Yeah, like I watch... Some of us come to watch a podcast and you're looking for the overlapping sound waves. I'm just watching the sound waves, you know. It's the data. It's the calming data that you need. Yeah, man. All, all I'm thinking about is Fourier transforms and uh, Hilbert transforms. and oh, Yeah, I'm going to pretend I know what that is. Uh, yeah, that's, I, don't, I don't need to get into it. Yeah, so we have some bits that we can splice in here where we can mention the fact that it's been a while. Because it's been a while. It's been a long, it's been a long while. You're a master of robots now. I am, I am now a master of robots. Oh, you're going to be a doctor of robots. Huh? You're going to be a doctor of robots. Yeah. Stay away from eggs. Oh, that's a good point. Mm. What, this could so, take a very dark turn. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I can't I can't remember exactly what happened to him. Was he like... Didn't he fuse with an egg? Is that is what he, happened? Like there was a hard-boiled... egg man. I think he got... There was like an evil hard-boiled egg. I haven't actually seen the Sonic movie yet, and I really should because I want to. I know. It's, but it's, the, not, it's not my fault because the Alamo wasn't playing it. And if I'm going to see Sonic, I want to have a beer. That's... I don't think this is too much to ask. <laughs> no, I think that's right. I think you're right. Um, yeah, I heard it was pretty good, which is kind of shocking. The, I mean, the Polygon interview with Ben Schwartz was one of the best things I watched. That was exceptional. It was so good. <laughs> that was so much fun. I haven't seen anything in a while. Um, I'm trying to think what the last movie Maybe I saw was. Eggman, an egg. I'm still trying to find this answer. I mean, all the only lore that I know about Sonic is from the Brian David Gilbert video about the Sonic lore. Um, man, did you see the Kirby one? Because that's like a full, full-on successor to that video in it's the same good. kind of like weird culty thing that he gets into. He, he's not part egg, so you just need to you need to keep spin cycling, so that you do not become egg shaped. That is the concern. Oh, that makes sense. Have as many eggs as you would like. Yeah. And be kind to woodland creatures. I will say one thing that's nice uh, is that as I'm I've, as I've been doing this, apparently I have slowly changed shape, and I have somebody who only sees me once a week to tell me that I'm slowly changing shape. Fascinating. Now. We're going to need some um, outside data then to confirm that the shape that you are changing into is not egg-shaped. Ooh, this is a good point. Um, we do... We Listen, like, you can transform from one shape to any other kind of shape, like, whatever you prefer, so long as it is not egg-shaped. This is, you yeah. can't... You cannot both be egg-shaped and have a doctorate in robotics. That seems fair. I, I feel like I'm. it's less likely that it'll become, like, truly egg-shaped, but there's a chance that uh is not is not a spin cycle a form of whisk um no so just based on my 
just based on my body type and the and the amount of core core exercise stuff that I'm doing is unlikely that I become fully egg shaped, but okay, there's but, a chance that but, I become the shape of a rolly egg. But you don't you don't know. See, I think I feel like you're making a, a dangerous uh, assumption here in that all of that egg shape is not just pure core. You don't know. Oh, oh, so it's kind of like a it's like a He cake. may be egg shaped, but what if it's all fucking muscle under there? He rips off that red jacket. It, it, <laughs> is that then like a kingpin type scenario <laughs> where you look like a fat guy but actually it's all just all this muscle. <laughs> I'm just saying, be careful. That's true. But now, Pat, you're introducing the possibility that if Eggman takes off his shirt, then he's just got egg-shaped abs. <laughs> I like this possibility. And I will not I'm, Google it. I will stand by my crimes. Uh, so uh, it's it's been a while. So we haven't recorded in a year. And much to my surprise, uh, there are people that asked us to do more. Which that, is that seems entirely unlikely. And it, it's true. It happened multiple times. That's I, I would never lie to you. I might lie to you. I didn't lie to you about this. This would be a weird uh, thing to lie about. That, that it would be. I'd be worried about you if that's what you're lying about. And um, frankly, I mean, honestly, so like the the purpose of the podcast, if you recall, was for us to talk about trivial, stupid uh, grievances that we might have. Uh, because we did not f- want to focus on the big ones, right? Because like when we started this, there was like a lot of stuff going on, and the good news is that there's really not much that's been happening in the last year, so we haven't really it's needed good. the podcast. I mean, really, 2020, everything's turned around. It's been like, it's been nice. It's nice now. It was nice then. We're yep. generally everything heading. Everything's super great. great. So best year. I mean, we're we're ever. really doing it because we were asked to do it, and not because we feel like uh, we need the distraction at this point. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. you, you know, I, like sometimes, sometimes you just got to give the people what they want, even though it's not really <laughs> what the world needs right now. You know, <laughs> just got to give the people what they want. Cool. So, yeah. James, I hear you may have a grievance for me. I I do, and uh, it has to do, um, it has to do a little bit with. You know, genetics has to do with like the culture we live in, the day, uh, the, the you know, just the way things are in 2020. You know, um, and it, it it's really just that I've got a really big head, Pat. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad I didn't actually know where you were going with this, and I'm please please continue. I've I've I don't know if you know this. this about I, I know this to be true. Um, we have a we actually have a logo uh, that uh, uh, yeah. on this podcast that can actually illustrate this way very well, uh, 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 drawn by the incredible Alicia Wilkerson, uh, who uh, the one way she could truly differentiate the two of us who are both white bearded dudes with glasses is because I pointed out that you got a really big head. Thanks, Pat. I appreciate even... <laughs> it's it's the defining characteristic in our caricatures. Oh boy, yeah, it's true. Uh, I've got a big head. I've always had a big head. Um, I blame my dad. My dad's got a big head. Your dad has a big head. Uh, my grandfather, my mom's dad, also has a big head, so it might be partially his fault. Um, yeah, a lot of big heads. Um, and what you might not know about having a big head, other than that, if you don't, if you're not also a big person, then you may look disproportionately weird. 
which I did for a while. Uh, and then inexplicably, when to be fair, uh, to be fair, in high school, you also, as was the fashion, grew out your hair a significant amount. Yeah, I doubled the size of my already large head. Your hair is poofy. I know that like this is an audio medium, but like, yeah, it's almost we might gonna, actually want to. We have like, a link dump. I put links on all of these. Yeah, we might want to just toss a photo in there because there are. There are a couple of photos of just how big that hair got. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like you just double down, you know, or you just. You sure did. I I did. I did. I had a very big head and then I had very big hair to hide that I had a very big head. And now I'm just like an adult with a very big head. And the problem with having a very big head, Pat, Mm -hmm. uh, is hats. (laughs) Um, I've never in my whole life. Been able to walk into a store, be like, ah, oh, shit, that's a cool hat. And then put it on my head and have it fit. I know uh, that this is true because I have been in these stores with you. And this is the this is the burden that I bear. You know? <laughs> and I have for my whole life, and I will. The, cr- the crown that you do not wear. Oh. The crown that you do not wear. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to be the title of the episode, Pat. I know oh. we were going to talk about something else, but holy shit. <laughs> it's very good. Okay. All right. And the main issue with this, that like, and so this is a thing bugs me. Hats don't fit me. You know yeah. why hats don't fit me, Pat? Why don't hats fit you, James? Because they make all hats the same size. Is this true? Pretty much every hat's the same size, Pat. They are all one size fits all, or if they're humble, they say one size fits most, right? Meaning they took a list. I'm going to be honest. I've never checked because I don't wear a lot of hats and because I have a normal sized head. Both of these are true. Uh, Just if you look, um, you know what? I got a hat right here. Give me a second. I got I got a hat right here. It's one of the it's one of uh, two hats in my life that I that fit one that that actually fit me. What's on the That's hat? A, uh, it's from it's from uh, Yosemite National Park. Oh, it's a good hat. It's a good hat. It's a it's a deep hat, which is important. I'll get to that. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll get there. I have a presentation prepared. Yep, I, I'm I have been. I've been dying to talk about this for a long time. You know? <laughs> I can no, so tell. This, one's, this one's been cooking. No, so this one, th- th- that hat in particular does not have it. But most hats have a little tag that say one one size fits all. Right? In there. Yeah, I googled it. They, you're not wrong. That drives me absolutely crazy. Because you are making a huge claim and not remotely backing it up. You know, there it it is absolutely false that that hat fits all. It does not fit all. It does not fit me. I am the person it does not fit. Also, I imagine there's a person with a very small head who it also doesn't fit. I've seen people with small heads. Sometimes they have their hats like tightened in the backs all the way down to the very last last thing, and it's still too big. One size <laughs> like there is no such thing. Is one size fits all, so why even try? Is That's what I'm true. trying to say, Pat. No, you're you're right. No, this is this is a good grievance, James. You have you have brought us excellent fodder to work with here. Um, <laughs> I'm I, I'm sorry for your hat plights and for the joy that your large head has brought me over the years. I, I will say this this idea comes up a lot uh, in shop spaces where I work. Uh, yeah. 
it, 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 it in a very similar venue, you will find these not multi tools because multi tools are great, but multi purpose tools that claim to be able to do like six jobs in one kind of a thing. And what you wind <laughs> up with is uh, a tool that doesn't that does six jobs rather poorly. Yep. There is a really fun obsession with a couple of people I know in the industry with uh, very specific tools that only do one job. Um, and 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 playing this game of finding like what is this most specific thing? I think the thing that I had in the NYU shop that that sort of uh, blew my mind. I've never used it, and we we did eventually get rid of it. But like we had a glue pot that was specifically for melting uh, animal fat based glues. Uh, and right, like it was gross, but <laughs> but but like you wouldn't. Like this, this tool didn't do any other thing. It was designed with the purpose of melting animal flat glue for uh, restoring uh, antique furniture, basically, that didn't have wood glue in the joints, is the idea. Um, Wait, I just didn't even know that there was animal fat based glue. Yeah, I had to Google it. I was very confused as to why when I moved into that office, this was like, I found this in like my first month there, like why I had a pot for melting like cubes of rabbit fat basically and what i would ever use that for that's unbelievable how did you know what it was even for at that point i googled it it had like a identification number and a company and i was like i don't but it was like covered in this like weird greasy residue and i was like "Mm." oh no so it was used oh it was used i don't know who used it or for what but like there was a lot of weird things i found in that shop when i moved it so you'll find in theater a lot that people are pack rats of just an incredible nature and get used to this idea of keeping things because they might use it on the next production and i would say that in most theater spaces this this serves the mindset pretty well um but in new york in particular uh in the spaces that i've been in one of our uh our rarest commodities is actually space like this is actually one of the things that actually has the most value to us um and so counterintuitively to a lot of to, to the way a lot of people want to run their shops, I'd spend a lot of time just like purging stuff where it's like, if I can't see us using it in the next six months, it it can't stay here. It doesn't matter how nice it is or how expensive it was to make. Like the space is more valuable if like, even if we can put like a $6 flat or whatever that's going to be used 10 times the next year, that makes more sense in this space than this fucking, you know, glue pod does. But that, that I think that's an interesting point because I think that, to kind of tie it back to what we're talking about, you're you're giving an argument for why you should have some one size fit all or multi like things that are multi purpose because you just have a minimum you have a minimal amount of space. Yeah, I think that there's a difference between one size fits all and um, we use this thing a lot, right? Like yeah, sure. a, a, a flat which is just a wall for, for the uninitiated, right? Like, or a platform, which is just like a thing that you stand on to give different levels and scenery. Uh, it does really do only one task. It is a floor or it is a wall. You can paint it to look like different floors and walls, but it's still just a floor and a wall, right? Like a flat does not make a very good floor. You would just, you would crash right through it. It similarly doesn't make a good replacement for things like, I don't know, tabletops in a show, right? Like it's not the same thing it doesn't look right it's not built of the right materials it's not quite the exact same idea as like this unit does everything and it's the only thing we need yeah which which is definitely the crimes of these these hat tags and some of these like multi-tools that you see actually do you know what you know where it's more uh 
egregious, I would say, and more commonplace than even in like gimmicky shop tools is what? in gimmicky kitchen appliances. Oh, absolutely. Way more common. You'll like what what is it? Like the magic bullet or whatever, like the it slices, it dices kind of mentality. You'll get like these uh infomercial style devices, like the magic bullet or whatever, that it's like it it does all of these things great, and in fact it does none of them well. Yeah. Absolutely. I I think there's this it's this interesting line where you're trying for something like that, you're fitting to you're you're fitting to a task, right? So if you have a task um, like there are cases where, uh, let's see, like a, a, a chef's knife mm-hmm. is a tool with many purposes and mostly, mostly it chops, but also it's kind of a scoop. And also you can do, you, you can chop it many different ways. I can make a garlic paste with a, with a chef's knife, you know, but that is something that can do a lot of different, uh, can do a lot of different tasks, but has some, but has some quality. Sure, but using using the device for a lot of the same ideas is not the same as a one fits all, right? And it also doesn't even do all the things that a knife does, right? Like it's not like it's not going to replace a rocker, right? You know, a something that a a strawberry corer is a <laughs> one is something that does a single thing, right? And it only does that thing well, and does only that thing versus the. Have you ever seen the like the wallet multi tools that are supposed to be the size of a credit oh, they're card? Awful. And then they're I'm like, awful. oh, if I try to use this as a screwdriver, I'm gonna I have to hold it by the blade that you put on it. One, so... of, one, one of these conventions we were at, somebody at some point, you know what? I won't I won't name the company, but they they because they were they were kind and they gave us like little gift baskets in like the the indie company area, um, and. One of the things that they gave us was like a little quote unquote keychain multi tool. And it had just a very bizarre series of things where I'm not exactly sure who it was intended for. So it had it was it had a level. It had a very weak LED flashlight. It had a Phillips head bit, a Torx driver bit. Okay. And a flathead bit. But like there what it was so small there were like even if you like connected those things, you didn't get a good grip on it. And like at the time, the best I could come up with is I was like, I guess this isn't the worst for doing like computer repair in a convention, right? Or like, you know, repair on your console or whatever, where you could like open it up and shine the flashlight in. But then as soon as I thought that, I was like, but what do I do with the level? <laughs> yeah. Who is this for? <laughs> Who is, is this for? device for? Oh. Uh... And it wasn't funny. it wasn't a good flashlight nor was it a good screwdriver. I would much prefer to have just a normal screwdriver. I can't speak much to the skill of the level. I never tried to use it. I threw it away before then. Yeah. <laughs> when we say when I say one size fits all with like with the hats for example, I think it's more that I get the my frustration is it, my frustration is a little bit more with Things that try to squeeze people into a shape. Oh, interesting. Or into a way of being. Mm-hmm. So, the look, look, look at the real reason. The, the real reason for why there are one-size-fits-all hats. It's because of industrialization. Sure. It's because if you want to make 100,000 hats, you do not make... A hundred thousand of every size hat, because there's a distribution of people with different sized heads, right? Mm-hmm. And if, I, and I admit 
I am on the tail end of the bell curve. Right, I am. I have a large head. <laughs> right, certainly. So, so if you have a if you have a limited amount of storage space, if you have a limited amount of hat making robots, uh, then yeah, maybe you don't make the hat for me. Maybe you make the hat for seventy five percent of people in the middle. Sure. Right. Maybe you make it so the seventy five percent you make it for the seventy five percent in the middle, or even if you want to save so a little bit more, if you want to have something that fits very fits a few people really well, do it for the fifty percent in mm-hmm. the middle, you know. And then like the the higher ends, maybe they squeeze into it, and people like me just never get to wear a hat. Uh, well, this this kind of ties into there, there. There's this idea that kind of shows up in my life over and over again, and well, the idea there's this concept that is foreign to a lot of people that isn't to folks in the entertainment industry. I think I saw some people posting it again recently, but this idea that like the, the reason that like, you know, movie stars and celebrities and whatnot always look so good in productions or even just in like candid photos and stuff like that mm-hmm. is just simply the idea that they have access to a tailor. Yeah. <laughs> they have their clothes tailored to fit them. It's not that they all have like perfectly shaped bodies and like, I mean, on general many of them many of them on, many in of them general do, actors and people personal training trainers right people they have personal trainers but also just like people who are gonna work in a medium where they just get looked at all day they tend to look better than than us normal schlubs but to accentuate that they also spend time and money on getting clothes that actually properly fit them which is something that none of us do like i just you know i get my jeans at you know off the rack at target or whatever they don't fit <laughs> Yeah, not 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 in all the right ways. Absolutely, and that's and like even at at Target, you might be. I think like I think everyone has had some. I mean, we're a couple of dudes who don't have the real extremes of this experience, where because our I can say that I'm I can say I'm a thirty six waist and have that mean something, you know? Oh right. <laughs> Like, yeah. whereas... The, well, that's like, a whole different problem. Boy, we are not whole, equipped to handle that. Topic. We are super not equipped to handle that. I mean, like, when you have when you have industrialization at the scales that we do, they just try to build something for the average person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so what's really interesting, there's a fantastic podcast that did a much better job of doing this because it's... Welcome not- to our famous segment, Pat and James Recommend Another Podcast. I'm going to recommend 99% Invisible. If you're listening to a podcast and you haven't heard 99% Invisible, you've made a mistake. You started with the wrong podcast. <laughs> you That's started the- here, you dumb idiot. <laughs> oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are the worst podcasters. We've never, we've never minced words about this. Yeah. You uh, could have started with a good podcast. Roman Mars is the king of podcasting. We all we've all, he's been voted king of podcasting every oh, year. I didn't vote for, for him. Uh, you should have. I'm down here in the podcast slums, wondering how to even get registered. <laughs> uh, no, his 99% invisible is all about design. Then they did this fantastic episode where they talk about the average and the concept of the average and where it came from and why people care about it basically so you hit the civil war and they have to make all of these uniforms and instead of having everybody make their own uniform and have them all be a little bit different you have to you have to try to build you have to figure out okay how do we how do we make enough of these and one of the ways that you do is standardization 
And standardization means you try to you take some measurements of a whole bunch of soldiers and you figure out what the average of all measurements is, and that's the shirt that you make. But there's a really amazing story that they tell in there, in that podcast, about pilots in World War II who, uh, when they built the when when they built the planes. They yeah. built it to the average specifications, the average lengths, the average body dimensions, like something like like 15 or 20 body dimensions. Um, built the cockpit to fit the perfect average uh, pilot. And, mm-hmm. and then just kind of based on that, kind of just picked pilots who were close to the average. Oh, but fascinating. They, and so you wind up with a situation where only these people can be pilots. Right. So you start start there. Not great already. The other problem is that there was a weirdly high death rate. They kept there was a lot of like and it was it it was all kind of chalked up to pilot error for a long time. They are blaming the blame the blame the pilots for a long time until someone realizes that there is no single one of the pilots who are in these planes who has the has the actual average measurement on all of the measurements which means that the average seat fit literally no one the average pilot seat fit nobody i mean was the answer to this adjustable seats yes <laughs> that's it Strip. sorry to steal your thunder <laughs> 100% it was like make sure that you can move the seat back and forth make straps that will change Give the person a belt, you know, <laughs> what a wild concept, what a crazy concept, but that's the whole field of fucking ergonomics. Like this is now everything, but this kind of standardization, it like when it is efficient for scale, it is industrially, it industrially makes sense, mm-hmm. right? But it is anti-human. It is anti-individual. You know, it happens in education, it happens in hats. Okay? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In some ways, in some ways, a bee is like a paddle ball. What? In some ways, a bee is like... No, I heard what you said. What do you mean? <laughs> a bee is like a paddle ball. So you can you can make... This conversation is healing me. Just so you know. This is... This is James, I have sincerely missed this. this the, the excuse to have this stupid-ass conversation is very good. Yes. Uh...